Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Hark. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Karen Houghton, Director of Atlanta Tech Village. Karen, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. I, I think since the show airs in Atlanta and you, you know, run Tech Village, which is one of, if not the biggest tech village kind of in, in the nation, that I, I thought it makes a lot of sense to have you on the show and kind of cover exactly kind of what you do. But maybe before we kind of get into the actual Tech Village, let's get to know you a little bit better and kind of cover your background a little bit and kind of maybe we'll start off with where you grew up. Sure. I'm actually a homegrown Atlantan. Really? So there's not a lot of us, but I was born and raised in Atlanta. That's awesome. Um, definitely spent some time up in New England area, outside of Boston. Okay. I lived overseas for a little bit in Australia, uh, but I ended up right back where I started. Okay. So what made you move to Boston? Uh, I had a job opportunity. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what did you kind of take in university then? So I have an undergraduate okay. um, in education, Got and you. my master's degree is in marriage and family therapy. So I have a master's degree in psychology. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the psychology <laughs> degree probably helps really well working with uh, tech startup-y type people. <laughs> it actually, it really does. I use it all the time. <laughs> I can uh, imagine. I probably use it too much on my husband, <laughs> uh, but it's... My career path has definitely been more like a jungle gym rather than a ladder. So sure. I definitely have kind of, I was in the nonprofit sector. I've done sales. I definitely went kind of the education and uh, psychology route. But I feel like right now where I am in tech actually uses a little bit of all those different experiences. Sure. So. so what kind of got you passionate about technology or did you kind of fall into it a little bit? I fell into it a little bit. Okay. Um, I've always been passionate about technology and the next innovative thing. Sure. And this job was just a really great opportunity that uh, when David was purchasing the building, I had the opportunity to come alongside him and help gotcha. help build this community. So I've, I have been here since day one. I was That's the first awesome. hire of the team. And it's been a crazy journey. We've done a lot in about three years. So Sure. So kind of walk me through that. Like, how did you meet David? And kind of how did you decide to kind of come on board and, and then let's cover like how you started this whole thing. Yeah, so I ran a nonprofit. Got you. Um, I worked with coffee farmers in Rwanda. Okay, interesting. Yeah. We... So, so wait, 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 how did that come to vote? <laughs> I'm curious of that then. So, I'll... wait, do you really want to know all this? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I graduated with my master's degree in psychology. Got you. Knew I didn't want to be a counselor. Okay. Active listening for 40 hours a week was probably not going to be the thing I was best at. Um, and so I ended up going the industrial psychology route. So Got I ended you. up doing consulting and coaching. Um, and that consulting gig funded the start of a coffee company okay. called Land of a Thousand Hills Coffee. Got you. And I helped grow that coffee company from the ground up, and we worked with coffee farmers in Rwanda. Very cool. I spent seven years doing that, and about four years in, I decided that coffee was doing amazing things in these communities, but it wasn't impacting everybody, and that a nonprofit 
in partnership with Thousand Hills could create even more of an impact. So I created a nonprofit called the Do Good Initiative. Gotcha. And that worked hand in hand with Land of a Thousand Hills to sustainably support communities in East Africa. Okay, very cool. Yeah, so I loved that job. I was there for sure. seven years. Um, the nonprofit world's very difficult. And sure. I was kind of ready for something new. And one of our donors, uh, knew David Cummings, and gotcha. as I started kind of putting feelers out for what the next steps may be, he made an introduction to David. At the time, David was running Pardot. Yeah, I had okay. no idea what marketing automation was <laughs> at the time, uh, but quickly kind of delved into that and thought that that would be a great opportunity for a new challenge. Sure. Um, so I went through the very strenuous uh, Pardot interview process, five different interviews wow. uh, with probably over a dozen people, written essays, all of that. Really? Yes. Written essays? Wow. Yes. Um, got offered a job, loved it. Sure. I w was there for about, I think, two months when David sold the company for about $100 million. That's not too bad. Yeah, so, so David's exit, that was one of the largest uh, bootstrapped SaaS acquisitions on record. So he awesome. did not have any investors at that time. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so I don't know about you, but if I had $100 million, I would take a really long vacation and yeah. probably buy myself a lot of pretty things. Fair, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> um, but David uh, actually did not take a single day off work. Really? Instead, turned around and purchased this building with the idea of giving back to the greater Atlanta startup community. That's awesome. Yeah, it was something that... Um, I maybe would have taken a month or two off, then maybe bought a building, right, but, but right. sure. He didn't, he didn't. Um, and so when he did that and he reached out to me with this opportunity to come do this with him. Very cool, I actually. said yes, very little hesitation. So. Sure. So what exactly do you guys do here at the Tech Village? So Atlanta Tech Village is one of the top 10 largest tech hubs in the United States. Which is awesome. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, we've been around for about three years. Okay. And our goal is simply to support entrepreneurs um, on their startup journey. So whatever we can do to provide the resources, um, the access to capital, talent, and ideas, we do that to support them and help them scale as quickly as possible. Got you. So if I, at what point do you kind of take somebody in here? Like, how do I, you know, if I come to you and I say, okay, I'm thinking about doing a startup, I have a startup, at what point do you kind of say, yeah, you're a fit for us? Sure, uh, we do have an application process, so folks okay. can't just walk in and become gotcha. a member. Um, and it requires what we call a good culture fit. Gotcha. So we have four core values. It always, I say, it shows our Southern roots a little bit. Sure, but I think that's good though. Yeah, it's be nice, dream big, work hard, play hard, and pay it forward. Gotcha. So really simple, but sure. startups are hard, right? You've got really high highs and really low lows. So you definitely- Sometimes daily. <laughs> yes, so you wanna have a culture that is a community and feels like a family yeah. and have buy-in for people so that there is this healthy collaboration and support. Um, in addition to that, obviously, we also have to have proprietary technology. Gotcha. So we do go through the process as well with what is your startup, what are you working on, what's your business plan, and we kind of go through that process with them. Um, so, you know, if you're somebody who just has an idea and you're looking to meet somebody to make it happen, this is probably not the place for you. Got you. We are looking whether, you know, you may just be starting all the way to having a team of, you know, 50 people. We still want you to understand what is your tech startup, what is your proprietary technology, and what direction do you want to go in. Got you. Which I think makes a lot of sense, yeah. right? And I think that makes it a lot easier for kind of the listener to understand exactly where they need to be before they reach out to you guys. So 
I go through the process, I get accepted. What, what does that mean? And what is the cost, I guess, month? I'm assuming I pay monthly. Sure, yeah. We do not do any long-term leases, right? Because okay. startups don't always know where they're going to be tomorrow, much sure. less in one to three years. So everything's either a 30 or 60 day notice and our most affordable membership is only $300 oh, a that's, month. That's nothing really. Yeah. And that includes free snacks, free soda. Uh, we buy lunch for everybody in the building on Fridays. We got free beer, nap rooms, meeting rooms, furniture, mentors, advisors, workshops, panels, educational opportunities. Wow. So essentially everything that you could kind of want, you can, you can get to build your startup 24 seven access to the building for $300 a month. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of curious to know what kind of companies kind of have gone through Tech Village or currently here that you, you know, maybe want to just cover quickly, because I know I'm down here interviewing a bunch of them, but I think it makes sense to hear from you a little bit, kind of the types of companies that kind of come to you. I know startups, but that's such a broad word. Is there like certain industries you guys focus on or, or not really? Not really. We are wide open, so we have a bunch of different folks. We are very software heavy, so there Got is you. very little hardware in the building. Okay. Um, other than that, we have roughly about 285 startups and about wow. a thousand entrepreneurs in the building. Wow. Yeah, and out of that, uh, over a hundred are B two C. Okay. The rest are B two B. Okay. Um, and the idea is we can support a startup anywhere from roughly one to 50 people. So at that point, we do what we call a graduation, okay. which essentially means we throw them a really big party and then we kick them out. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we've had five graduations so far. Oh, congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, BitPay is one of them. Okay. Uh, two guys moved up from Orlando. Uh, Atlanta is a big fintech capital. Sure. And uh, are you familiar with BitPay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So payment processing platform for Bitcoin, internet currency. Sure. If you don't know about it, it'll kind of blow your mind. That's it's awesome. really great. Uh, and while they were in our building, within about a year and a half, they uh, grew to a team of 42. They secured 50 million in funding. Wow. And they graduated out and they actually have an entire floor in the building next door. Okay. Um, Sales Loft is another. Uh, yep. We're actually getting ready to throw their graduation party shortly. Really? Okay. Yeah. So they grew to about 65 while they were in here. Wow. And uh, Yik Yaks, probably another big sure, one yep. that most people are familiar with. So uh, Brooks and Tyler, they actually got here on a scholarship. Really? Yeah, they were a hot desk scholarship actually wow. on an app that ended up not working out. Okay. Turned around and created Yik Yak. And a lot of villagers were the first time users on that platform. And within a year and a half, those two guys grew their team to 50, wow. secured a $400 million valuation, and raised $74 million in funding. Wow. Yeah. So that's kind of our idea of ideal successes. Sure. Um, and so the more stories we can have and the higher our density is in the building, the more success stories that we are likely to have. So gotcha. I think that's one of our benefits in having such a large building with so many entrepreneurs. Sure. I, I think that's awesome. And I, I think it's also nice to have other people around and tons of people around that really understand kind of what you're going through, right? Because I think part of, part of the problem and I think why um, places like the Tech Village are awesome is everybody around you understands what you're going through or has been through it or will go through it. And so you can you have this community of people that know exactly where you are and you could ask for advice even in some ways, right? And even just the $300 alone to have people around just to ask for advice is worth it. 
Yes, and um, some folks hear that and they're like, no way. You, that's There's no way a community can be that great. And honestly, it really is. The sure. startups here and the people, I think because we go through a culture fit and application right. process, they know what kind of community they're becoming a part of. So it is not uncommon, uncommon at all for you know someone to be able to turn around and say, hey, can someone help me with this? I have this problem with this code, or I need a sales tip on here. Right. So we have the educational components for workshops and lunch and learns that happen constantly. Okay. Very we cool. also have mentors and advisors who are available to give free advice and kind of mentor startups along the way. So they can just reach out to any of them and ask so questions. So at any time, or oh, do yeah. you guys kind of assign a company like a mentor or advisor we don't assign it we just make it available and um, we have a member portal so they can go on and kind of read about all the mentors and advisors and there's emails on there and so they can just reach out to that person and schedule a meeting whenever they want so are those mentors and advisors work in the tech village or are they kind of all over so they're all members here so they are all local okay um and they're usually on site at least about once a week okay and they have office hours kind of thing or is it different than that yeah we have office hours on fridays and then uh, they can also schedule meetings as needed got you okay that that's actually really cool because i think well everybody should have a mentor in a lot of cases even if you're not even doing a startup i think right there's always people that you can learn from and correct and especially when you're doing a startup though right just because I don't know, everybody that I've talked to just throughout the show, all like so many of them say having a mentor is super, super important. And so the fact that you kind of have access to a bunch of people in different spaces is very cool. And so would you, do you usually tell people to reach out to a couple of them or, or how do you kind of tell people to go about accessing these kind of mentors? Sure. Well, our advisors are more like our SMEs. So they have that certain subject matter expertise. So a lot of our advisors would be um, an IP attorney or a CFO or, you know, a certain accounting or marketing or sales development expertise. Got you. And um, we kind of give all of that information to our villagers and then they can reach out and come on Friday afternoons. They're all here and they can be reached out individually. Okay. The mentor, so then that's just as needed whenever you need that certain subject matter advice. Got you. Our mentor program, uh, we do not play matchmaker for them. Sure. Um, because, you know, it's an organic relationship and hopefully a long-term relationship where you're going professional and personal. Gotcha. So for us, what we do is we do encourage them to reach out to multiple folks. Okay. So a villager may reach out to two or three mentors and just have coffee and have a conversation. And, you know, people are people. So you may connect and have better conversation with one person than the other sure that's the person that you know you want to be a mentor and mentee relationship with sure so I I think that's awesome so do you guys do kind of networking events just for people at the village or or how does that kind of work I know you guys run a bunch of events we do uh just last year we had 433 events wow so we so what types of stuff do you guys do then yeah we have fireside chats we have panels we have meetups we have workshops lunch and learns um so can outside people attend some of these events? Yes. Okay. If you go to atlantatechvillage.com gotcha. and you go to our events tab, anything that's listed on there is open to the public. Okay. So consider this everyone's personal invitation to join us for any of those events. Sure. Um, we do have a few that are 
not listed. Okay. But I would say 95% of them are, and the majority of them are free. So oh, very cool. Atlanta Tech Village definitely wants to be inclusive of the greater Atlanta startup community. Sure. So most of these workshops and lunch and learns, you actually do not have to be a member to attend. So okay. if you're thinking about this startup and you're just not sure, you may not be in a place where you want to be a member you can still get tons of free educational support and advice okay. uh, from different events at the village for free. That, that's very cool. And, and I'm assuming that you guys will give tours to people and whatnot if they want to come down and check it out. Yeah, you have to sign up for them in advance. Okay. So uh, sure. we have a lot of requests that so we try to kind of corral them. Sure. But if you go to AtlantaTechVillage.com, you'll see a big orange button that says take a tour. And it allows a general interest tour or a membership tour. And so in order to start the application for a membership, we do require to meet you in person gotcha. and kind of go through the process. So how long does that process usually take or does it really depend? Depends on your schedule. So okay. we do only offer member tours every other week on gotcha. a Thursday at two o'clock. Okay. So you have to sign up for that. As long as there's a spot available and you turn in your application to us, we get back to you within the week. Oh, wow. Okay. And then if you, how long does it take from kind of going from me submitting an application to potentially being here? Is it weeks, Could be months? as little as three days. Really? That yeah. quick? We try to be pretty efficient. Wow. That's awesome though. <laughs> I, I think that's, that's super important, right? Yeah. Because I think, especially as a startup, in, in a lot of cases, sometimes you don't even know where to start. Like you might even have a version of, a version one of something or a prototype or, or something and you, you just need somebody to take it to the next level for you, right? Yes. And I think that makes sense to have a resource like you guys around, and especially when you're doing free events, because not all startups have money right out of the gate. Or, Most don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and sometimes maybe they haven't even left their full-time job yet, right? Yeah. And, and so is the people that are here, how are they expected to be here daily, weekly? Do you even really care how much they're here or not here? We prefer that people who are a part of our community are invested okay. and, you know, present. Sure. But we don't micromanage that at all. Okay. So we are not an incubator or true accelerator. Gotcha. Um, we kind of have this slightly, you know, it's a nuanced version of that. So there's no equity exchange. There's no... You know, a lot of accelerators will say, great, you have to meet with this marketing person. You have to meet with this mentor. Right. What we do is we actually make everything available to the startups and then it's up to them on how they utilize those resources. Okay. No, I, I think that's awesome. And I, I, I'm glad that you, you mentioned that because I think a lot of people are worried they join something like this and then they're like, well, I'm giving up equity, right? And it's like, well, they're, sometimes they're ready for that. Sometimes they're not. And I think that's that's super important. Yeah, at Atlanta Tech Village, we do have several investors who are in the building. Okay. We do multiple pitch opportunities, so there's definitely a lot of availability to get in front of capital. Okay. Uh, but there is no equity exchange to be in the building at all. Okay. And if you're interested in it, we're happy to connect you with it. Got you. So if I'm looking for investment and I come here and I'm a member, will you guys help me kind of prepare my pitch deck or do I go to the advisors or kind of mentors for that? I would or? say go to the advisors or mentors okay. and I would probably recommend a few different workshops that we kind of cover on those subjects. I got you. Okay, so basically... And if someone asks my personal opinion, that has happened and our team's happy to provide that as well. Got you. Okay, so you're basically kind of a one-stop shop for everything, basically. We hope to be. No, I, I, I really think you are. And like the where I live, we have something kind of similar but you guys offer way more stuff for especially for the cash that 
you know, for $300 really. And so I, I think it's super important. And I think it's also nice that you've had people move from other states to come here. And I think it's super important because like you mentioned earlier, you're, you're in the top 10 in the nation, right? And yeah. I think it's super important to kind of get the word out because there's a lot of people that, you know, are willing to move, can move, want to move and are looking for a place like this. And, you know, Atlanta's already kind of becoming a hotbed of kind of startups, right? And I think there's a real shift in people don't need to move to the valley anymore. You know, they can move to like hubs like Atlanta to basically, in some cases, be more successful than if they went to the valley. When you're in a place like Atlanta, there's certainly a lot of benefits. Um, definitely a lower cost of living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot less capital is needed to scale a startup here in Atlanta than it would be out in Silicon Valley. And there's also a lot less competition sure. for that. And what we're seeing more and more is the village team's actually very um, reactive rather than proactive because we get so many requests from investors gotcha. to come into the village. Oh, really? So lots of Silicon Valley folks, tons of investors actually reach out to us and say, hey, we want to talk to your startups, any startups in your building that meet XYZ requirements. And we actually curate those pitches for these investors. So we try to make it as easy as they can. So they'll come in, here are five to seven pitches from different startups that meet their requirements, and then they can move along. So wow. we actually try to facilitate that, and we have so many reaching out to us. Um, it's been a really exciting process. So the money travels. <laughs> no, that's huge, actually, because I think traditionally, if you want to kind of get access to that many investors, you might have to join one of those networking groups, and they can range from, you know, they're could be thousands of dollars, right, a year, just to meet, potentially meet somebody. But if you have people just like, almost like banging on your door to say, find us these people, we have money. <laughs> like, yeah. that's huge, We usually right? do two to three a month. Wow. Um, anywhere, like I'm, right now I'm working with uh, Capgemini. Okay. Um, so you have industry folks as well, Coca-Cola, Turner's sure. been here a couple times, wow. as well as your more traditional VCs. And of course we have Atlanta Technology Angels. Sure. So the ATA is in the village as well. And gotcha. uh, just this past year, they were ranked uh, the fourth best seed investment firm, so. That's awesome. So for people that don't really maybe know, what's kind of maybe the stage that, okay, so they're in the village. What what kind of where should they kind of be when they're looking for investment? Like this is, I, I think people get confused and I get asked this sometimes, like what's the different kind of rounds of funding? And okay, so I'm in the village and I have maybe a little bit of a seed money. Would you say you kind of start there and then where do you kind of go from there? Is it an angel round after that? Is it VC money? Do you have any kind of thoughts on that or, or how you kind of see startups in the village kind of go about the different phases of raising capital? So everybody's different. Okay. Um, like in a very real way, every sure. startup has kind of had a different kind of track. But, but I think that's important to mention, right? Because that's mm-hmm. what I kind of tell people, mm-hmm. but... I want other people to tell Yeah. <laughs> well, we agree. <laughs> sure. Okay, awesome. You know, so you, ha- you have friends and family rounds are super common. Um, I think one of the most kind of common mistakes is trying to pursue any type of funding before you have a product gotcha. and before you have paying customers. 
Got you. Good. You very good advice. You have to have paying customers and you have to create a product, not in a silo, but actually getting those customers active feedback. Because often what I see startups do is create something and they're not actually creating it for the customer. They're creating what they think the customer wants. Sure. So getting that timely feedback, having a product, understanding, hey, I we have these 10 customers, these 40 customers, and half of them are paying for this product, then you can start looking at a seed round. So you have to have that product in customer traction, at least some type of revenue. Okay. You might not have to be cash flow positive. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure. Like, Correct. Just yeah. because just because you have cash coming in doesn't yeah. mean you're making money. I think what can happen, very true, very true, is that you can have a product that is an awesome product. Sure. But if you can't find somebody to pay for it, then that's a problem. Got you. Okay, so I'm kind of curious because you work with startups all the time. Do you have any advice for people starting out or at any stage really that you see that, you know, it's so common that you kind of want to get the message out like don't do this or keep doing X or or whatnot. Do you have any kind of advice, good or bad, that you you see that's common? I think the biggest thing which I kind of alluded to earlier is customer discovery. Got you. If you are creating something in a silo and not doing active customer discovery, you will probably fail. Okay. Um, I see a lot of entrepreneurs who have a great idea and make it happen and push and create this product um, without really getting that feedback and often they just miss the mark. Okay, interesting. Um, Anything else that you see that's kind of common? Probably not utilizing resources that are available to them. Okay. Um, So like we were talking earlier, mentors are so important. Sure. Uh, Our mentors' biggest complaint about their partnership with the village is that they're often underutilized. Really? So the village has been doing, we've been doing a big push, which has really helped um, to get them in front. We did a big panel with David Cummings and Kyle Porter. Gotcha. um, And some of our mentors say, hey, why do I need a mentor? Why is this important? Like people hear about it, but they don't actually understand what the relationship looks like or why it's essential to have one. So would you say maybe people are scared to reach out to mentors more or like what's the feedback around that? Because I think a little bit is they don't know what they don't know. Gotcha. So entrepreneurs uh, by nature are very confident individuals, sure. uh, not rule followers in any way. And so they're like, hey, I got this. Heads down, we got it, we'll bulldoze it and make it happen, um, which is true and awesome. But that doesn't mean that if you have somebody come alongside you to provide additional insight, that's sure. not a weakness, that's actually a strength. Sure, and if you can, if they can help you move forward faster, that's basically what they're there for, right? Exactly. To, so yeah. instead of banging your head against the wall, maybe you just go to them and they're like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense, right? And there's an element where I think people, at least especially in the South, they're like, hey, well, I don't want to bother them or I'm I not sure you. what the question is I want to ask. And that's where the village community is so helpful because these mentors are like, that's okay. I'm going to ask you the right questions too. I'm going to figure it out. Like there's a very strong pay it forward mentality in our community. And a huge part of that is like the mentor programmer. Hey, if I, even if this mentor may not be able to help me, they can make two or three introductions for you on your behalf. So really the more people you're sharing your story with and your startup journey with the better, because you're going to be growing your network and getting great connections that you would not have otherwise made. Sure. No, and I, I, you touch on something that's super important is it's all about networking at the end of the day. Oh like, my gosh. It's like, all about who you know. Yeah, it's it's crazy how how successful you can be even in other parts of the world when you just have this network on and offline. 
Yeah, it's so important that no matter where you are and what you're doing, you're doing it well and that you're representing, representing yourself in a positive light. Because um, whoever you meet along your journey is going to remember that impression. Totally. And if you're able to build that network and leave a positive impression, people are almost always willing to lend a hand. Sure. So I'm curious to know, have you found that kind of traditionally startups and founders and anybody in this space prefers kind of networking online or offline or they don't really like either? Um, what do you mean by offline well, and online? Well, I find sometimes like people in startups are scared to go to a networking event or don't like to utilize something like LinkedIn or, or, or something like that. And I find they're like almost scared to network. They should get over that. <laughs> sure, I, I agree with you. But yeah. do you find that kind of down in, in Atlanta or do you find people are pretty open to networking? I think people are pretty open to networking. Okay. Um, we have something called Atlanta Startup Village once a month. It's on the last Monday of every month. Okay. And it's the largest gathering of entrepreneurs in Atlanta on any regular wow. basis. So we generally pull about 400 people. Wow. Uh, it's five startups do five minute pitches. We also live stream it. We usually get 100 to 150 people who watch it on live stream. Wow. Um, and That's it's huge. The first 30 minutes is literally drinking beer and networking. <laughs> um, and people love that about it. And sure. then it's also about the startups and we do a little networking after. Um, I do think that there can be a superficial aspect to networking that is a turnoff to some folks. Okay. Um, and so I think getting out there and being seen and heard super important, but you can also network in a very strategic way. Like if you have a blog that you follow, Got you. start commenting on that person's blog, engage with them, uh, promote whatever content it is you're learning from them. Like a lot of, you can have online mentors. Got you. So if you have somebody that you really admire, like our founder, David Cummings, has a blog. He's got, I think, 30,000 plus subscribers. Oh, wow. So every day he's giving his, he's simply a pay it forward mentality. Like, hey, this nugget that I learned today could potentially help somebody else. So he's going to put it out there. That's um, very cool. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of great ways, I think, where you can learn and grow a network and then potentially one day meet somebody. Um as well as asking folks to make introductions for you. So like, hey, I know this person in my network, who do they know? And then asking them. Got you. Um, you know, actually one of my biggest pet peeves is when people do ask for introductions. So I think there's an art form to asking for those as well. Okay. So making sure that you say like, a nice introduction email is so important, rather than sure. just like, hey, you know, Fred, go meet Jane, cause she's doing, XYZ, like gotcha. having a here's here's the value for why this is a good introduction for you, and here's a here's the value for this introduction to you. Doing it in a simple, short format, I think, is really helpful. That, that's actually really good advice, and I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think some people are just like, we should meet up. It's like, well, yeah, why? if you just make a busy. connection in a vacuum, yeah. like why? Like yeah. what what value are you creating for both individuals by making that connection? Sure. And then it means the introductions you're being made are valued more highly because they understand that you're making a valuable connection for them and they're also more likely to connect as well outside of yourself. Sure, because I have found too, like the higher ups in a company or person you want to meet, they're not being rude if they don't get back to you. It's just they're busy and if you don't catch their attention, mm -hmm. sometimes they just forget or like it just kind of gets lost in their inbox. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of cases, you're right, like if you don't give them kind of like, here's your value, here's their value, 
let's go. And then if they're interested, they'll write back. But if right. it's just kind of like, you should meet up, it's like, well, okay, I'll get to that later or right. someday. And someday a lot of times never comes because people are just busy. Right. I think that's really good advice, actually. But we're kind of coming to the end of this. So maybe let's just kind of, again, quickly mention where people can find uh, Atlanta Tech Village online. And then maybe just a quick overview of, again, exactly kind of what you quickly do. Yeah, Atlanta Tech Village is one of the top 10 largest tech hubs in the United States. We have an overarching goal of helping drive Atlanta into one of the top five tech hubs in the United States. And our kind of mission is to just support startups and entrepreneurs on their journey as they work to scale and grow their business, whether that's through ideas, capital, or talent. Um, you can find us at atlantatechvillage.com. Uh, we have an events calendar on there, which is great. We have so many events going on. Uh, we would love for you to join us. Awesome. And you can also find us on Twitter at ATL Tech Village, um, as well as on Instagram and even Snapchat. So we're nice. getting out there. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time on your busy day to uh, have a chat with me today. And I, I look forward to kind of keeping in touch with you and following kind of the whole Tech Village as it continues to grow and be extremely successful. Thanks. I love being here. All right. Okay. We'll talk soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com and keep them in the future.